With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Hello and welcome to this week's edition of the Record Rangers podcast. I'm Gavin Berry and once again I'm delighted to say that I'm joined by the Sunday Mail's Chief Football Writer Scott McDermott and uh, a big welcome to a very special guest who we're grateful uh, for joining us this week all the way from Boston uh, is the Bundesliga expert Derek Ray who commentates on the German League for ESPN and the Bundesliga's own world feed and we've invited Derek on this week because one of the major talking points uh, at Rangers just now is Malik Tillman who has really, the Rangers fans have fallen in love with him in recent weeks uh, of course, he's on loan from Bayern Munich. There is an option to buy him uh, for around £5 million at the end of the season. Uh, Rangers fans seem to have made their mind up. Michael Beale seems to have made his mind up that he's definitely a player they want to keep permanently. Uh, but Michael Beale spoke earlier this week uh, about how Bayern Munich could present a big hurdle uh, to that deal happening because the might decide they want to keep them. So, Derek, that's why we've asked you on uh, today. Welcome, first of all. Thanks very much, Gavin. Nice to be with you. First of all, Derek, just on Malik Tillman, I mean, how impressed have you been with him in terms of his development from when he first arrived at at Rangers in the summer and until now, just the way he's progressed? I think it's been a story of positive, 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 where Tillman is concerned. And he needed that move, really, because uh, I'm not going to say his career was going nowhere at Bayern. That wouldn't be true. He had made a handful of appearances, but certainly was not close to being a regular. But he did need to be playing somewhere. And I think uh, his eyes lit up at the idea of going to Scotland, of playing for a club for whom it really matters, uh, for whom uh, there is a, a capacity crowd pretty much all the time. And you have this kind of daily uh, goldfish bowl interest. I think that appealed to him as well. And it's worked out fabulously, you'd have to say. Now, I talk a lot to American fans who obviously are quite interested in his progress as well. And I think they all feel it has been a positive. So from that angle, yeah, you know, really good. The Bayern angle is an interesting one because, as I said earlier, he was on the periphery at Bayern. He was getting a look in once in a while. He's only made, what, four Bundesliga appearances, so that does tell you the story, even though he's still relatively young. But the fact of the matter is that if you're a young player at Bayern and you're 20 and you haven't quite made that breakthrough, there aren't too many who then go on to become regulars. So I think he's similar to to many other young players who come through the Bayern setup at the moment. Uh, He's at a bit of a crossroads. Does his career progress somewhere else, like Rangers, or at a different club. You never know about that. Or, um, you know, do Bayern have the patience to say, yeah, let's renew and see what happens in two or three years. My own feeling is that at the moment, 
there's a bit of a traffic jam and you know i'll just name a few players for you jamal musiala maybe the best in his position anywhere in the world certainly in the top two or three leroy zane who everybody will be familiar with who's having a, a terrific time of it kingsley coman who was their match winner this past weekend against Wolfsburg. And we haven't even mentioned Serge Gnabry, who doesn't always get into the team, and Thomas Müller, who's now in the autumn of his career, but a senior statesman there. And so how do you get into a team like that ahead of that aforementioned list? It's difficult. So I would think the future for Tillman is probably not at Bayern, but that doesn't mean that Bayern are going to completely give up on him in the next few months. Mm. When you've been in Germany, um, has there been any talk around sort of Bayern about, I mean, does he even register what he's doing in Scotland or is it kind of, well, it's Rangers, it's Scottish football, or, or is he making an impression? I think it would be fair to say that most Bayern fans, most fans of German football are not focused on the day-to-day -day happenings in Scotland. You know, uh, some of us are individually, but I think, you know, collectively, uh, it wouldn't be where most people would look. If it were the Premier League in England, maybe a little bit more, because that is a lot more on the radar. Um, there is coverage of Scottish football, but it's not front and centre. So I think there's an awareness of what Tillman is doing. Uh, but again, he's not really part of the conversation uh, on a massive scale at the moment in terms of, you know, Hazan Zalihamidzic, who's the sporting director, is he going to, you know, make a deal with um, uh, with Tillman? Because, of course, there was talk when, when the deal with Rangers was done that it was a loan deal with a buy option, but that Bayern also had this buyback option as, as part of it. Um, it's never really come out exactly what that would amount to, you know, what the figure would be for that. Um, but no, I, I think if we're being honest, um, he's slightly out of sight, out of mind. Right. Do, Derek, do you think Tillman, from what you've seen of him, if he's not going to make it at Bayern, which I think a lot is probably accept, do you think he would have been good enough, though, to play in the Bundesliga every week? I mean, if Rangers can have... Maybe it's not a coup, but have Rangers been quite clever with this exclusive option to buy? Because given his forum just now, I'd be surprised if other German clubs mm. were looking at him given his, given his background. Yeah, it's a great point, Scott, because that's generally what happens with Bayern players. As I say, they come through the ranks and you know maybe they go on loan somewhere else, often within the Bundesliga. And then that club will end up signing the player. So Rangers have almost stolen a march, if you like, on some of the other Bundesliga clubs by doing what they've done. And yeah, I, I think that stands to reason that a player like Tillman, who's got this Bayern education, who's you know clearly a good, promising player, would attract, under normal circumstances, the attention of other Bundesliga clubs. So we'll see. But um, you know, we've seen Bayern do this before. You know, watching how well a player does. And then, you know, extending the contract, uh, if they can in this case, which I believe they can with the buyback, but it, but it's not entirely clear. Um, but extending the contract with a view to eventually, you know, selling him on, maybe sending him on loan somewhere else. Uh, you know, we've seen that. We've seen them do that with players, with countless players in recent years. So um, I think it's certainly one to watch. Um, as, as I said, in answer to the previous question, um, you know, Bayern fans are not sort of living vicariously through what he's doing, but obviously there's an appreciation for what he's doing and, and what he's doing is, is, is playing really good football. But um, I think it's still an open question as to uh, where his future lies. What about in America? I mean, are American fans quite excited about this boy just in terms of the, the national team? Because... 
Yeah. And he might not make the grade at Bayern, but certainly I know the USA have got a really good side just now, but I would think he's somebody there looking at closely and what he's doing in Scotland with, with regards to getting him into that, that national squad. Yeah, definitely. And that's something that I've heard from American fans, um, you know, from coast to coast in the last few months, that they are watching Scottish football a bit more closely, not just with Tillman, yeah. uh, but he's obviously a, a good example of it. But you do have American players now trying to further their career in Scotland. And um, my colleagues at CBS, for example, they cover the, the, the Scottish football week in, week out. And so there is an audience for it. Again, it's not you know, going to take on the Premier League in England uh, yeah. right now in terms of audience figures. But uh, there's an interest there. And yeah, when he made the decision to commit to the USA, uh, there was a lot of rejoicing in the US because I didn't necessarily, for example, have the feeling he was going to do that because he had previously said that he felt very German. He'd done well for the under 21s, um, but thought that, uh, you know, that's what he wanted to do at, at national team level. So, yeah, I think there is that factor as well. And, you know, of course, there's, there's quite the carrot really for, for anybody um, playing for the USA at the moment because you have a home World Cup coming up in 2026. And, you know, as you said, uh, the team in theory should be getting better. It's a young team and uh, Tillman is certainly part of that. Yeah, when I looked at the quote, just and it wasn't long before he, he moved to Rangers. Uh, Julian Nagelsmann, is that uh, the right pronunciation? Mm -hmm. Yep. He said, you know, I'm just reading it in front of me here. Uh, Malik Tillman, definitely a player who's more and more becoming an alternative. He's not a blind sub. We're talking about yeah. a top quality young striker. I'd also trust uh, his use when things are not settled on the pitch. So it was as if he was talking about someone who he did sort of have belief in. Do you think? when he returns in the summer, that they'll maybe look at him and see what the year in Scotland has done for him and then make a final decision. I, mean, I know we're saying maybe mm. not first 11, would they maybe yeah. really someone will keep, you know, around the squad and how much would they want him to succeed given he came through the ranks? Yeah, I, I think that is what Bayern tend to do. They, they tend to bring these players back in the summer after a loan spell and reassess. And very often the reassessment doesn't last more than a, a couple of weeks and they're off on loan somewhere else or maybe at the, the same club where they were previously. And yeah, I mean, Nagelsmann used him uh, last season. Again, more in emergency situations, but he was young and, you know, probably a little bit early for him. And, um, you know, much will depend on the composition of, of Bayern's squad when it comes to those positions. And, you know, they, they tend to play 4-2-3-1. So you've got three players who are playing off the front. They have Eric Maxim Choupo-Moting as their main striker nowadays, uh, you know, veteran striker. Um, obviously, they lost Robert Lewandowski to, to Barcelona last summer. But you have this array of talent playing in those positions off the front, if you want to call those positions off the front. Uh, you know, one wide right, wide left, and then somebody through the middle. And... Um, I just think that everybody at Bayern would feel it's almost a waste of somebody of that age to be sitting on the bench regularly, which is what he would be. I mean, let's just suppose he were at Bayern now and not at Rangers. Mm -hmm. uh, he wouldn't be getting much game time. And that's no slight on him. Mm -hmm. It's simply a comment on the fact that he's he's competing with Zane, with Coman, yeah. with Musiala, with Gnabry um, and Müller. And, and, you know, as I say, that is um, is difficult for, for any young player so i think it, it was a good move by by him to to choose rangers once the interest emerged i think it was 
sensible from Bayern as well. I mean, they could have looked at the the German route, the more um, you know, well uh, uh, walked German path of just sending him on loan to another German club, seeing how that goes, mm-hmm. uh, even into the, the second division to the Zweite Bundesliga. But um, I, I think it's um, yeah, I, I, as I said at the start, I, I think this has been nothing but a, a plus for him and, and also for Bayern. But what we don't know is exactly how these negotiations are going to go when it's all over at the end of the season. Well, that's the thing. It's not sort of clear. I mean, there's, there's yeah. an option to buy and there's a reported £5 million fee. And I think Michael Beale was asked, well, is it just a case of you pay the £5 million, is yours? Well, no, it's not as simple as that. So yeah. you don't know whether, you know, so it's, I mean, presumably Tillman has to have a say in it. I don't know. I mean, what if somebody else, what if he says, well, I don't want to go to Rangers. I would rather go here. You know, yeah. we don't know whether, we don't know the kind of finer details of it. Because if it was just a case of Rangers paying five million and then they get them, then, then that's a great bit of business. And and as everybody keeps using the phrase no-brainer, you would pay the five million if Bayern decide they don't want them. But that's what we don't know. Do you think... Having had the year at Rangers, um, and you know the the sort of adulation that comes with playing at a club like Rangers, would would you do you think there's any chance he would prefer that than going to another Bundesliga club? I mean, how would it compare if you were going to a Bundesliga club further down the, the division or paying or playing for Rangers? Well, you see, I, I think it's a great question because if you were talking about another country, I think, you know, say, you know, we were talking about, I don't know, uh, Belgium or the Netherlands as opposed to, you know, lower down the Bundesliga in comparison with Scotland and specifically Rangers, then I think you would say, yeah, there's a big advantage to Rangers in, in, in that sense. Mm-hmm. But the one thing about the Bundesliga, which I think most people know, is that it is the best attended league mm-hmm. in the world, you know, on an average attendance basis. So it's not like a lot of other leagues when you go down to to play against a team that's, you know, a team like Stuttgart, for example, who at the moment are in, in real relegation trouble. I covered them at the weekend there. And, you know, they're getting... 48 50,000 per per game you know so that is what differentiates german football i think from most other leagues is that even though you're not playing for bayern right maybe you're playing for a team in the relegation zone uh you are still experiencing this kind of day in day out pressure for the most part there are a few clubs that uh, for, for whom that maybe is not true but but i would say 80% of the clubs are are like that and so yeah i i and, and you have to remember as well, even though he's committed to the USA, um, he's grown up in Germany, you know, so, so that is his home. It's, uh, it's, it's his upbringing. So these are the things uh, that we probably are never going to really be able to, to know ourselves. Yeah. Uh, it's all, you know, it, it all comes down to what's in the mind of, of Malik himself. Yeah, I suppose Joseph Juranovic as well has just swapped, yeah. he swapped the team top of the Scottish Premiership to go to... Uh, Bundesliga in, in yeah. Berlin and I mean, what kind of crowds are you talking there then? Well, you see, there are the slight exceptions because they only get uh, 23,000 or so, but that's because the stadium is small. Um, right. They could actually sell that stadium out three or four times over and they right. are working on making the stadium bigger. So um, that's only a smaller crowd just because the stadium yeah. itself is is yeah. um, is quite uh, quite unique in terms of its, its small size. I did read an interview recently also with Maurice Jens talking about that and, and, and he was saying that that was one of the things that he sort of missed and yeah. he'd only just played for Schalke, I think, once or twice. But he was talking about the sort of the passion of the Celtic fans. That is one thing Celtic Rangers 
seem to have, but which so Schalke, I mean, where would they fit in in terms of that? Well, again, Schalke are, you know, have been the worst team in the league this season, getting slightly better. In fact, since Jens joined, they, they've got a little bit better. Um, but they're another one. I mean, they're right at the top of the attendance charts, you know, and, and, and anybody who goes there comes away thinking, my goodness, this is a this is a real football experience. Mm -hmm. So so I would say Schalke, um, Schalke very much up there with Celtic and Rangers in terms right. of atmosphere. So um, so that maybe sort of underlines the, the, the bigger point that, yeah, there are you know a handful of clubs where the atmosphere is not as hot, um, but mostly, and even you can go into the second division in Germany where you've got a team like Hamburg mm -hmm. that's been scratching around trying to get back up and, you know, they have tremendous crowds week in, week out. Um, so it, it's... Um, yeah, that that would be the especially for somebody who is essentially um, German. I mean, he is also a, a German citizen in addition to being an American citizen. Now, uh, that would be a consideration. You'd have to think. Yeah, but I, I think what you said about Tillman having a say in it is going to be crucial because mm. when you've when I've listened to interviews with him, and it's not a criticism, but he's he hasn't exactly kind of thrown it out there that he's desperate to be at Rangers next season and he wants to get the deal done. And a lot of these loan guys come in, especially younger ones, and if they had to off at Rangers or Celtic, you almost get immediately get that vibe from them that, that they really want to be there and they want to you know, they want to be there next season. I've not really had that from Tillman as yet, and I just wonder, as Derek touched on, as you've said as well, whether he is kind of just keeping his options open because... I think Derek say I think there will be interest from Germany if it's no Bayern or, or Dortmund or whatever, lower down the Bundesliga where there are still massive clubs. I think they'll be looking at what he's done at Rangers and seeing if there is any way of kind of muscling in on this in this deal. I mean, we've been told Rangers have an exclusive option to buy. That that's been the quote pretty much from from when he signed, which made you think that it was a, a fait accompli if Rangers wanted them. They would get them, but there does seem to be a wee bit of debate about that now, which is interesting yeah. because, as I say, I think Tillman might be weighing up his options, which will be a worry for, yeah. for Rangers fans. A lot of whom think, <clears throat> "Look, we've got the we've got the right to this guy. It's going to be yeah. it's going to be a done deal." But I think what he thinks and how he sees his future and where he sees his future is going to play a, a massive part in it. Yeah. yeah, and and I think that um, it's interesting with these uh, loan deals that become uh, purchases, you know, buy options. Uh, in Germany, there's usually a, a clause that states X number of appearances, and then it sort of kicks in automatically, um, or, or often that is the case. But but this one just seems to be a bit more convoluted. And um, as I say, it, it was widely reported on the German media when it happened that, yes, on the one hand, uh, there was a buy option for Rangers, but on the other hand, there was a buy back option for Bayern. So, so how that all ties in, I don't know. Slightly unusual in terms of the way it was structured, but but clearly Bayern wanted to to keep their options open on this one as well. Um, and the other thing too is that uh, you know I, I think this is probably fair to say of of anybody who's not from the UK who makes a move to Scotland, there is definitely an attraction to play for a club like Rangers or a club like Celtic. But there's also an attraction in terms of knowing that there is the shop window of the Premier League there too. That uh, that if you excel at Rangers or Celtic, and we've seen examples of this in the last few years, then it, it probably leaves you more open to a potential move to England at some point, if that's what motivates a player. It doesn't motivate every player, 
but obviously the the wealth disparity is now um, well, it's increasing more and more. Um, whereas a few years ago, it was uh, you know a, a modest difference between the Bundesliga and the Premier League. Now it's it's a very big difference, very significant. I, I still think it's a big decision for Rangers as well, Gav. I know you're saying it been a no-brainer because of the way he's playing, but I mean, if it is five million, the reported figure, that's a lot of money for for Rangers, a lot of money for any club in Scotland to fork out a 20-year-old, 21-year-old. And listen, I suppose people say it'll be worth it because they see the potential and the, the sell-on value in Tillman. And listen, at 20 years old, and I've watched them a lot this season, eight goals and four assists already. He's a, he's a game-changer for Rangers now. He impacts matches, which for someone so young, I think says a lot about him. So on the surface, it would seem that yeah, it'd be worth that outlay because you know, in two, three, four years' time, it could well be worth double that, three three times that. But I do think Rangers will need to be absolutely sure on this deal because five million, I would suggest, would be a huge chunk of Michael Beale's summer transfer budget. And bear in mind, this is a squad that does need a bit of, a bit of renovation um, come the come the summer. So. I think it's going to be a huge decision for Tillman, you know, in terms of where he sees himself, but also for Rangers, because if that is the if that is the fee, then it's it's a big outlay for them. Yeah. Just before you go, Derek, um, what about James Sands? Much talk about him over in America. Would you like to have seen him make more of an impression, given you're sort of based in America and you have a keen interest in American MLS? I, I think it would be fair to characterise his time at Rangers as uh, not particularly successful on the whole. You know, I, I think, um, and that can happen. Um, it, it, I don't think he went there with quite the expectation levels that have been attached to Tillman. Uh, you know, I, I think he went there and uh, talking to American fans, I think they thought, yeah, that's that's good. That's going to a big club. That will test him. But just when I've seen him, that doesn't seem to have been the kind of player who's really made the the big impact that um, that American fans perhaps were hoping for. So um, yeah, yeah, I suppose you win some and you lose some. How, how do you compare the, the MLS and the Scottish Premiership? David, I know it's two totally different mm. styles and environments and stuff, but as strange you seem to get these kind of almost an, an anomalies where someone like Lewis Morgan, for instance, doesn't quite hit it off at Celtic, and probably most people in Scotland see Lewis Morgan as a kind of average type winger and yet he seems to be excelling in America and one of the one of the top players. How how do you view that kind of standard between the two leagues? I think it's quite a difficult comparison to make because the two leagues are structured quite differently. What I always say is that to me, Celtic and Rangers uh, are better than any team in the MLS over the piece. That, that's my opinion. Um, I think there's better balance there. Um, the, the interesting thing about MLS teams construction is that you have some really amazing players in most teams. And then you have some other players who, you know, probably wouldn't meet the standards of, of any team in the top flight in Scotland, you know? So you have this big disparity within teams and that's down to the, um, the nature of, of, um, of salary cap considerations and all these other things. So th there's often a, a very well-known player um, uh, you know, somebody with with world status, if you like, playing in the same team as somebody who, frankly, is not making much money uh, playing the game, uh, and that has been the story of MLS. So, so I think from that point of view, it's it's different. It's very different culturally as well. 
I've heard this from American players who've gone there. They said, I, I underestimated the extent to which it really means um, something to people every day. Because uh, I'm not saying MLS doesn't mean things to, to people. It, it does, but not in the same way. You know, it gets overshadowed in America by the other sports. And, you know, for example, um, you know, where I spend a lot of my time, Boston, the team in Boston doesn't get a great deal of publicity. But then again, they're fighting against, if you like, the Patriots, the Celtics, the, the, the Bruins, yeah. um, the Red Sox. You know, you've got these other iconic sports teams in, in the other sports. And so that's the, 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 the big problem. So I, I think that, um, you know, a lot of MLS fans are, are quite keen to tell you they think their league is now in the top 10 in the world. Um, for me, I'm not sure. And I think that there are aspects of Scottish football that are stronger. And certainly for me, Celtic and Rangers um, in their current guys are stronger than anything in MLS, my opinion. Great. Derek, thanks very much for enjoy for joining us. What time is it over in Boston? And how's oh, it it's, it, it's not two. It's what, 7.20ish or something like that in the oh, morning. And, well, and the, the sun yeah. is shining. It's not very warm, but the sun is shining. So. <laughs> Well, it's grey skies in Glasgow, as you can. Yeah, as, we, as, as we, as we, as usual. Yeah. <laughs> well, we'll see how uh, the Malik Tillman one develops. Day, I'm sure you'll be keeping a close eye on him and just seeing what he decides in the summer, and we'll, we'll see where it goes. But it's certainly an intriguing one. No, it is, and um, yeah, expect a few more developments between now and the end of the season, and who knows how Bayern will be looking uh, come the summer. So, yeah, interesting one indeed. Great stuff. Thank you. Thanks, guys. Yeah.